Hey, it's Lacey Broussard, and this is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. From sex and motherhood, birth and relationships, communication and intimacy building, and Taoism and Tantra, we explore topics such as self-care, self-pleasure, body image, jadex, the feminine cycles, creativity in business, and modern spirituality. The Multi-Orgasmic Mama is a place to come for true stories and transformational advice on how to be a mama and a multi-orgasmic woman too. Hello there, beauties. It's Lacey, your host here. In episode 15 of the podcast, I mentioned that when it comes to women's pleasure and orgasm, our current cultural understanding is very limiting to women's experiences of orgasm. And I gave you a much more comprehensive and concise definition of orgasm and how it's made up of three core components. And today I want to talk to you about the last one in particular. To refresh your memory a little bit, a better definition of orgasm is this. It's a pleasurable sensation that expands and moves through the body that causes a mind state shift. The first core component being pleasure, the second core component being the expansion of the pleasure, and then the third core component being the mind state shift, which often comes in the form of surrender for most people. Pleasure can happen in many forms, and when it expands through the body, it can often cause uh, the mind state shift to surrender. And it's when all three of these components happen consecutively that we experience orgasm. One super common thing I hear from women, though, is that they don't know how to surrender deeply during sex, meaning that they don't understand this third core component of orgasm which is the mind state shift. They often tell me that they can't turn off their brain and enjoy the moment or that they're busy thinking about how long it's taking or what they need to be doing instead of having sex, all of these things. So obviously this blocks pleasure from happening at all. Or sometimes once they get going with the foreplay, they feel the pleasure and then they feel it expand, but then they can't surrender into the pleasure enough to go all the way over the top into orgasm, which is why many times they end up faking it. Let's talk about faking it for a moment because this makes me really sad. (laughs) I have to drive to Texas a lot and on the way, every time I drive there, I see this freaking billboard that drives me bonkers. It's a billboard for Cindy's sex shop or some adult novelty store or whatever. It has a picture of a vibrator on it that says, so you never have to fake it again. And I just wanted to let you all know, this billboard flat out pisses me the fuck off. Okay, first of all, because plenty of women are out there faking orgasms, and that's so not cool. And second of all, because that billboard is implying that we all need a vibrator in order to have an orgasm at all, which is totally not the case for most women, especially women who've begun working on their sexuality in a conscious and holistic way. And the fact that women are faking orgasms mainly to speed up their partner's ejaculation or due to boredom and fatigue and discomfort or time limitations, geez, I mean, and these aren't even my words. (laughs) These are words from Gail Brewer at the University of Central Lancashire, who conducted a survey on women's vocalizations during sex. 
And in Brewer's survey, they found that more than 25% of women routinely used vocalization to fake an orgasm. These 25% did it more than 90% of the time that they realized they would not climax. And about 80% of women were found to fake orgasm by using vocalizations about half the time that they were unable to have a real one. Let me rephrase this here. That means that 80% of women are faking it half the fucking time. Wow. When women are making conscious vocalizations in order to influence their partner, rather than as an authentic expression of their sexuality, we have a huge problem. Please, Cindy's Adult Novelty Store, if you happen to come across this podcast, take your freaking billboard down and stop making it seem like faking it was ever okay or cool, or that we all need a vibrator in order to have an orgasm. Oh, sure, faking it may boost a man's ego as long as he doesn't know that you faked it, but do you really want to do that at the expense of your own genuine sexual expression? And do you really need vibrators to orgasm? Well, that's a topic for an upcoming podcast that I'm going to be doing on sex toys. But for now, I am going to tell you that I am not a fan of vibrators. Yes, I have one, and I hardly ever use it because it's really important that if you want to become more sensitive and open up to your full multi-orgasmic potential, you'll most likely have to ditch your vibrator for at least a time to get there. But more on that later. Back to our topic now. Since it's many a woman's desire to learn to surrender more deeply during sex, I wanted to give you a holistic approach to this issue using these four holistic sex tools that can be found in my brand new eight-step checklist to unlock multi-orgasmic bliss. You can download that at bit.ly forward slash Lacey's newsletter. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Lacey's newsletter. All one word, no caps. Here I am going to give you four of the tools, but in a checklist you'll get a much more in-depth idea of how to use the tools, and plus you'll get all the other four, the eight total. The first holistic sex tool I want to talk to you today about surrendering more deeply is focus. By setting your focus on what you're actually feeling inside of your body moment to moment so you can get out of your head and let go of control and fully surrender to the sensation of pleasure. Well, the thing about the third component of orgasm or the mind state shift of surrender is that it's really helpful to understand how the brain works to make surrendering deeply even possible. So I'm going to give you the super short and sweet version of the three-part brain so you get an idea of how it all works. First, you have the primal brain at the base of your skull. This is the source of sensation and where the brain feels pleasure. The primal brain is really the gateway to orgasm. Then you have the limbic system, which is the middle of your brain, and it controls your feelings about pleasure, sex, and orgasm. And then you have the cortical brain, which makes up stories and analyzes things about your sexual experiences and pleasure. For women who have a hard time surrendering during sex, or actually just women in general and men in general, anybody, the cortical brain must support the unfolding of the primal brain and limbic system to allow orgasm. 
this means that the, the cortex has to go offline to surrender to the present moment and the present experience. As long as the controlling part of the, of the cortex is online, as long as it's judging or criticizing pleasure, as long as it's thinking about how long it's taking, as long as it's thinking about how you don't have time for this, you'll never get that full experience of surrender and mind-shifting orgasm. And the more judging, critical, and harsh your cortex is, the more it reinforces primal brain lockdown. The more that it keeps you numb to your experience of pleasure and keeps those limbic system layers of emotional repression locked into place. But the more the cortex is in alignment with your pleasure, the more it will signal to your primal brain that it's actually safe to experience pleasure, that it's safe to surrender to impulses, emotions, that it's safe to surrender to orgasm. The quickest and easiest way to get your cortex to actually go offline during a sexual encounter is to practice what I call body meditation, where you use your cortical brain for what it's good for, like focusing and thinking, and you focus and think about what you're feeling and where you're feeling it moment to moment. Let's say, for example, that maybe you and your partner are kissing and you notice a tingling in your lips or a tingling in your pussy, or maybe you feel a relaxation in your shoulder or a warmth in your belly. And then maybe he reaches down to stroke your clit and you feel an electricity surge through your pelvis or you feel a constriction or a tension in your vulva. Whatever you feel, you focus on the sensation, where you're feeling it, and you'll become more and more aware of what's going on inside of your body, and you'll notice yourself thinking less about all the other shit going on in your life. So this is one of the best ways to take down cortical control in the quickest way possible. The second holistic sex tool is breath. Breath is going to help you drop into a deep, surrendered orgasmic state. And this happens most easily when there's a relaxed breath that's consistent and strong enough to keep you relaxed and in your body. You can do this by breathing in and out of your mouth because this actually supports connection to sensation more so than nostril breathing. If you practice yoga at all, you will have been taught ujjayi breath, I'm sure of it. And ujjayi breath is and in and out of the nostril breath. But here, uh, during a sexual encounter, you really want to focus on breathing in and out of the mouth because it will connect you to sensation more. Plus, an in and out of the mouth breath helps with the next holistic sex tool, which is sounding. Loud sounding of your sexual sensations really has a way of helping a woman drop into a deep, surrendered state. And I realize that if you have littles around, it may be difficult to have the time or opportunity to allow yourself to be as loud and free as you like. But I think that this gives you an opportunity to evaluate your feelings and opinions about kids hearing you have sex. If you think about it, and this is just my opinion, you don't have to adopt this as your own, but people used to and still do in many parts of the world sleep communally or in places where sound privacy is absolutely not possible. And 
you know what? No one's ever died hearing someone have amazing sex. It's not going to be the end of the fucking world if your kids hear you, I promise. Uh, so if you asked me what I do if my kids ever said anything about hearing me, well, first of all, they have never said anything about it. But if they did, you know what? I would just tell them, well, that's what good sex sounds like. <laughs> At least that way they know. <laughs> all right. If you're feeling worried, though, about damaging your kids because they may or may not hear you having sex, well, shouldn't try sounding into a pillow, which will completely muffle the sound to probably the point where they can't hear you at all. The fourth uh, holistic sex tool that I wanted to give you today to drop and to surrender more deeply is to set an intention to do so before you make love. We often take our intention for granted, but when it comes to sex and our sexual encounters, it makes a huge difference for almost everyone. I'm always surprised at when I tell people just, hey, you know, set an intention to have this sort of sexual experience. How much of a help something so simple as that actually is. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. All right. Now, ladies, understand that deeply surrendering doesn't have to happen all at once. Simply set an intention to surrender just a little more each time you have sex so that it's manageable to your system. And then use the other three holistic sex tools of focus, breath, and sound to surrender more and more each time. And don't forget to get your eight-step checklist to unlock multi-orgasmic bliss at bit.ly forward slash Lacey's newsletter. And I'll see you in your inbox soon. All right, bye.